Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. episode of Full Court Press. I'm your host, Nick Smith, and joining me tonight is Joel Jimenez. What up, Joel? What up, what up? Let's do this. Indeed, sir. And also joining us tonight is Luke Owls. What up, Luke? What's up, man? Man, y'all are, y'all, y'all are both so tame with your interests. Y'all are like, hey, what's going on? Hey. How's it going? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get to the topics. That's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Like, y'all are just like, hey, we're, we're here for business. Like, let's, let's, let's do it. All right. Well, fucking hell. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get to it then. Um, this is our, uh, I guess, second year of doing our first quarter awards or any sort of quarter awards. And uh, it's probably, probably one of my favorite shows of the year, especially the first quarter awards because – Shit's still so wide open. Like, when we get to our fourth quarter awards, like, almost every category is so, like, uh, this is, like, the obvious fucking choice. Like, last year, I feel like it was, like, uh, I think I think Jawan still picked LeBron James for MVP, even though, like, you, Joel, you and me were, like, obviously it's fucking James Harden. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> he was not so, like, that is, like, <laughs> Juwan's good at adding like a certain wild card element to things, um, but like you know, like the first quarter awards are so fun because there's so much, like there's just not a lot of content, so like you can go a million different ways. That being said, I'll be very surprised if we don't have the same MVP for the first quarter awards. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to throw it to you first, Joel. Who's your MVP for the first quarter my, of the season? My MVP for the time being, at least, um, was my MVP choice from last season, 
Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak, yeah. uh, is the best player on one of the best teams in the league, not just the East, in the league. And that's a, that team's going to be a threat down the line. And he's definitely ascended, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, he's, I mean, he was already there last year, but he's even taken another step this year. Uh, he's just Coach he Bud. Is, he's, yeah, and Coach Bud is really good for him and the team, obviously. Yeah. He's been really good for them. He need, It's exactly what they needed. They needed that injection of Bud, and they got it. And Giannis has been the fucking man uh, leading the way. He is – I mean, I've been really impressed with him. I've seen him a couple times. We've uh, played him twice, twice this year. Uh, and he is—he legit is a freak. I mean, it's—it's it's crazy all this shit yeah. he can do. As long he's—he's he's annoyingly long. Like trying to defend yeah. him is kind of—and he's not the best shooter. He's not a bad shooter, but he's not the best shooter. And he's still he's almost impossible not. to stop because he's just so—he's not human. He's—he's <laughs> no one should be that <laughs> athletic and long. It's—it's—it's it's, it's like unfair. He has like an unfair advantage, and it's. You got to give him all the credit in the world. He's one of the top scorers, one of the top rebounders, and it's and he's kind of playing. I'm not gonna say he's out of position because he's technically playing power forward, but bro, he's the man right now. So I gotta give I gotta give him all the credit in the world. Uh, you, there are other guys you could obviously put in this place, but right now Giannis is my uh, MVP. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> echo that sentiment. Like I, uh, y'all know me, I. Like the Sixers are my 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 uh, spirit team. It, like they're yeah, they're my backup team because my Hawks are like n- not anything right now. Um, so like you know, I'm, I'm like I'm I'm hardcore rooting for the Sixers. Um, and so I really wanted to give it to Joel and beat. So like like I I I went and like did the numbers and like looked at the stats and and like because Embiid's been playing crazy good. Like, dude's been yeah. fucking off the charts good. And, like, so I went and looked at the stats. Yeah, and here's the thing. Like, like it, when it came down to it, like, um, like Embiid is shooting a much better rate from three. Because um, Giannis is three right now. He's, like, shooting, like, 11%. Like, it's a, absurdly bad. But he doesn't take right. that many threes. And, like, Embiid does take a lot of threes. And he's only shooting like thirty percent, which is not like a good number. Like thirty five would be something, but like that's like maybe league average, like thirty five, thirty six. Right. Um, but like 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 Embiid's not really shooting like a great percentage from three. Um, and and what really boils down to oh, and well here's the other thing. Like Embiid, he's shooting a much higher uh, free throw percentage, like ten points higher. Than uh, than Giannis, um, as right. far as like rebounds, they're they're kind of a wash. Like the difference is so little. Points kind of a wash. Their difference is so little. Um, uh, steals, uh, Giannis definitely has like a like a whole steal on um, on Embiid. I think Giannis is averaging right around one and a half steals a game. Embiid's like a half steal a game. Um, as far as blocks, Embiid's got the edge by like point seven blocks. Um, he's averaging right around two a game. Giannis is 1.3. Um, but, like, here's the thing that really got me. Effective field goal percentage, Giannis is, like, even despite his bad three-point shooting, 
which, you know, for, for our listeners, like effective field goal percentage, like it, it takes into account twos, threes, combines everything into a pool and like essentially what a three is worth um, versus mm-hmm. what a two is worth. And it like combines all of that and like kind of divvies it out. And like, he's still dominating Joel Embiid in effective field goal percentage. And like, that's the thing. Like he, it doesn't matter if he's shooting that bad from three, if he's not taking that many and he's still being that efficient, I think it's actually efficient uh, uh, percentage. Uh, but like, if he's still being that efficient, like, gotta give it to him you like i don't i don't feel like there's i i i just don't feel like you can argue against uh fucking Giannis being the mvp right now of the league i mean and uh you know his team they 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 kind of gone on a, a slight slide of as as of late um and mm-hmm. the, and of course the raptors have been really, like, just stayed constant on fire. But, like, I mean, you can't give it to Kawhi because he's already missed several games throughout the mm-hmm. season. Um, so, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you, I mean, I just feel like you have to give it to Giannis. And that's the other thing. You can't give it to AD. His team, like, currently isn't even in the playoffs. And, like, he's missed a shit ton of games. Well, not a shit ton, right. but he's, he's missed a few games. Um, right. So, I feel like, honestly, it came down for me – between Giannis and Embiid, and I just felt like I had to give it to Giannis because of, you know, everything we, you know, I just said. Um, but, Luke, uh, what are your thoughts? Do you agree with me and Joel that Giannis is the clear-cut MVP? Yeah, no, right now I have Giannis as the clear-cut. Uh, um, it was between Embiid and um, – if Leonard played back-to-back, I would definitely right. have him up there. But since right, he has to play yeah. back-to-back, I didn't. I couldn't put him in front of those two, but yeah. the crazy thing, what Giannis is doing this year is, we haven't seen a physical like freak presence in the paint since Shaquille O'Neal. Like he is dominating right. it at like at the rim, like just yeah. crazy numbers. Like like you said, yeah. Like I said, his his efficiency is fucking crazy right now. Yeah, like he's. His three point shot's gotten a little bit better, you know, but he can that paint well, area. Well, it's gotten worse, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> still, he still hit some spot up threes this year, which was like, ooh, what are you showing? But I mean, that's not his game. He knows exactly what it is, and it's inside the rim. And if he yeah. can keep this up all season, I think he's the clear cut MVP. Um, like I said all along. I thought Coach Bud was the best free agency pickup for them. Yeah. Because it just gave them a good coach that knew a system and it's putting the right people around. Like, it's the same people, but putting them in the right position to let Giannis do whatever he wants and still then be very effective. So, what he's being able to do out there, it's just, it's just crazy. It's staggering. I mean, I've seen him in real life. It's just. Crazy how big he is because when he gets in that paint, <laughs> he knows that all he has to do is turn around or do like a small, like little dribble off the ground and just raise up and dunk on people. So, yeah, yeah, if he keeps this up, it's going to be pretty impressive what he's doing 
around the rim, and he's not even a center, and he's pretty much the best paint player since Shaq in his early prime. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he really is. I mean, it's, it's crazy what he's doing right now, and again, like. You know, he's not quite shooting 70% from the free throw stripe. He needs to improve on that, especially because, and and here's the weird thing, three-point percentage and free throw percentage are are not, like, he shot 76% from the stripe last year. He shot 30.7% from three last year. Like, I, I I don't understand why he's not shooting better clips, um, especially because he's getting more looks at both of those um, respective uh, shots. So that is kind of weird to me. Um, but the crazy thing is, despite all of that, he's still fucking like outperforming what he did last year, despite like shooting worse from three and shooting worse from the free throw stripe. He's still like basically playing better than he did last year. He's got career highs and rebounds as of right now. Um, uh, as far as uh, steals, he's right on par with his, his average as far as blocks. He's a little low, um, he did average 1.9 blocks in the 16-17 season. Um, but last year it was 1.4. He's at 1.3 right now. Um, he does have the most turnovers of his career, and that was the other thing that I felt like I, I, I could give, like, a little nod to Embiid. Um, he's got about 1.3 more turnovers per game than Embiid. But, like, he controls the ball a lot more, and we all know – like anyone who knows how basketball works, if you're if you're in charge of controlling the ball, uh, you know as much as someone like Giannis is, uh, any sort of point forward um, or point guard, like you're going to turn the ball over more. That's just the way it works. So I don't I don't really feel like that's a, a stat that you can really hold against him. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean it just uh, it and and again. The, the biggest thing to me is, is like, as far as his um, effective field goal percentage, 58.6%. Last year was 40, I'm sorry, 54.5. It has never been higher than that uh, in his career. Like, that is a huge uptick. If, you're, if your main guy is making... Essentially, like in the in the realm of efficiency, making four more than four percent more of his baskets last year, like that's a huge fucking number, and that is a big reason why they, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, are succeeding um, on so many levels. So yeah, I, yeah, we're all in agreement there. Uh, Got to be honest for that. All right, let's move on to something that I think we may possibly find some disagreement on. Defensive player of the year. Luke, I'm going to go to you on this one first. So this one came up to a little toss-up too because and I 
it was between Gasol and Embiid, and Embiid's having a good season, but just Marcus All. I mean, just watching him this year, what he's really doing out there. I mean, it's nothing like super flashy and all that, but like all defensive numbers, he is just killing it, and just really making his team like very effective on that end. Um, you can just obviously tell he's back to being very healthy. Um, just, it's pretty impressive. Like you would forget since last year that major injury and all that. And it's been a while since he's been in that category for defensive player of the year, but. He's just having a, a just a really good all-around season on the defensive end, and just a slight edge over just Embiid. Like I really wanted to get because Embiid's having a, as well as a good season, but I feel like Embiid has more people around him, even before and after the trade. I mean, Covington and Butler, so it's like he has good. Yeah, you know, Gasol is just pretty much. I mean, you don't look on that team. Conley's not known as a defensive like person. Um, Slow mo's definitely not defensive. Uh, Jared Jackson Jr., I don't know if they start him, but, you know, he might be the only one. But, I mean, other than that, it's pretty much Gasol just anchoring that ship and just really playing really well this year. The team's able to play at their speed and all that, just being really successful. So I just had to give the slight edge just to Gasol. Just Even though his numbers might not be as impressive as Embiid, just all around just what he can do on the defensive end. It's just the edge over him. Yeah, I mean, I I can't knock what you're saying. Like, that's the thing. Um, Gasol has been great. Embiid has been great. There's been a, I, I mean, I, Paul George uh, has been really good. Steven Adams has, has played great. And Giannis has been a great defender this season. There's so many people to choose from um, as far as uh, defensive player of the year. Um, and again, that's why this is my favorite show of the year because we there there are so many people to pick from. It's 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 a lot of fun. Uh, but Joel, uh, who you got as uh, defensive player of the year thus far? Well, I went in a different direction because I could have went with Marcus All. Not a bad choice at all. Uh, I could have went with Paul George because um, they're they've been really good defensive really good. this year. Yeah, and he's a big part of that. Um, Solomon's not a bad choice either. Um, but I went in a different direction because – and I went with a homer choice. And I went with a Nick. And I went with Noah Vonley because I've not Damn. been this – I've not, not been this impressed with a player watching in a long time. Um, this guy can literally guard one through five. I did not think he could do that. He could do it. I've seen him do it. He could do it. And he can rebound. And he can guard big, he can guard small. And he, he's on the court. As all, the only reason he's not on the court more often is because he probably gets fouled out. But that's probably his only issue. He can even shoot threes. So I've been really impressed with Noah Bonley. And I know no one gives him any credit. You don't really hear his name that much. And I wanted to shout him out because he's not going to get it anywhere else. So I wanted to give him credit, and he's been my defensive player of the year. Cause I've just been really impressed with this guy. And I know Coach Fizz came into the season wanting to make Lance Thomas this type of guy. He legit said that. He wanted to make Lance Thomas his Draymond Green. That obviously did not work mm-hmm. out. But Noah Vonley stepped right in there and took that spot and is doing exactly what Fizz wants. And he has been the captain of the defense on the Knicks. And I got to give him all the credit in the world. 
Yeah, I'm trying to like look up right now where Noah Vonley ranks on defensive player rating. Um, Do it. I'm down to 71, and I still don't see him. <laughs> so, <laughs> I uh, I mean, maybe it's just a minutes thing. I don't know. Um, but I will take your word for it because I know you know fucking basketball, and I know you've watched uh, many, many a Nick game. Um, that uh, Noah Vonley has uh, been fucking honing down the defense. I uh, I, I, I and I will also um, say that uh, at least you qualified your pick with saying it was Homer pick. So oh yeah, we're we're you no one we're else used is to lose. His name. <laughs> we're used to lose like giving the Homer picks. Like uh, I mm-hmm. guess I guess you're due one too. Um, you know if we. If we uh, make it long enough to get to um, uh, first team all rookie NBA, I'll I'll get to join in on that too. <laughs> uh, I'll see. It. But, I, think uh, I, I saw that earlier. I'll look for it, and when I, I find it, I'll let you know. I think I found one earlier. Okay, go ahead. You can go. All right, work, work. Um, as far as I'm concerned, um, I'm gonna go with Joel Embiid, and the and the biggest reason, Luke. I mean, you kind of said. It, it's kind of a toss-up for you between Embiid and Gasol, and I get that. Um, biggest reason is because, like, <laughs> honestly, I think he's right there as far as MVP consideration. Um, and, like, I can't make the dude runner-up to both MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, Motherfucker deserves some kind of fucking credit. So, uh, so I got. I mean, I know that's kind of a trivial uh, argument, if you will. But I, I mean, I I still think, like, as far as his defensive player rating, he's sixth. Casola's fifth, um, and the Sixers are second in the NBA as far as team defensive rating, just behind Toronto. Um, he is so influential as to their, um, you know, defensive integrity and the way that they play the game. Um, I just, I have to go with him. Um, I mean, I can understand why anybody would, would look at Gasol and say, like, damn, dude, this guy is like, kind of the sole reason why Memphis is, is, is playing great defensively. Although Jermichael Green is um, actually like a, a, a pretty decent defender. Um, but mm-hmm. nevertheless, Not bad. like, yeah, but, it, you know, Embiid is just, it, he's just holding down the fucking, uh, the court and, and like he's been doing. I mean, he, he did this last year um, and he's, He's playing so many minutes this year, um, you know, versus, you know, what I think would be expected and what he played last year. And he's playing so many more. Well, as far as minutes, probably about the same. But as far as games, he's like, I mean, I've, I may be wrong, but I think he's played every fucking game this year, um, which is like – awesome and, and, and really impressive and, 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 you know, as someone who's rooting for the Sixers, slightly concerning. Like, maybe maybe shouldn't play him back-to-backs. Um, but nevertheless, 
Like he has, and he's been terrific uh, in these games. Um, his, uh, his, like I said, um, sixth overall as far as defensive rating, only behind uh, of significance. There's there's some dude in here named Jared Terrell, Terrell, Jared Terrell. I don't I don't know Terrell. who the fuck that yeah. is. He plays for Minnesota. Like yeah, he, I know. He, yeah, it, well, he's played one game, so he, he doesn't count. So basically, Joel Embiid's fifth, um, but he's behind Will Barton, Paul George, Stephen Adams, and Marcus Um as far as defensive rating. And and right behind him is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, so um, I'm going to give Antetokounmpo MVP. I'm going to give Joel Embiid. Uh, defensive player of the year because both those motherfuckers deserve some recognition and so I'm going to make sure they both get uh, recognition on my ballot uh, so that's, that's, that's the way I go um, uh, let me uh, throw it to you Luke anything you want to add before we move on to rookie of the year no I think uh We've uh, touched all the bases on Joel Embiid and Marcus All. Noah Vonley, that was a a good pick right there. Seriously? <laughs> you're you're being facetious. Uh, anyway. No, it's a fucking uh, great pick. If you know Noah Vonley, <laughs> it's a great fucking pick. Damn it. Uh, Joel's getting hot. He's getting hot. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Rookie of the year. Who you got, uh, Joel? I'm going to go to you first. I got what everybody else got. <laughs> Luka Doncic yeah. is my rookie. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that kid is uh, legit. Uh, I got, yeah. uh, I got to give uh, – tra- Yeah, uh, now you game, can uh, see why I was so fucking upset. <laughs> but Trey not bad. That's what's not – let's look. He's right no, there. No, 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 like, Trey's, like, Trey's fine. Trey's good. Like I, I'm, try, I ain't even trying to dog on Trey. I like Trey. I like him a lot. Good, I'm just saying, but I'm, but like you know why? Like now you know why I got so upset when all that fucking shit went down. Like yeah, now you know. I feel you. I do. I do yeah. get it now. Um, but still, I'm not gonna. You got a good fucking rookie on your hands. You may have several. I don't know. I heard it's not bad. And, same thing with Spellman, but uh, Luka Doncic, man, is that dude. Um, and it's just, I've been very impressed. Mavericks have been playing a lot better the last 10 games. And, I mean, he's a big part of that. And I, he's he's legit. He's ready to go. And he's obviously, he's definitely the rookie of the year. I mean, at the moment, at least, he's clear-cut the rookie of the year. He's, he's running away with it at the moment. But, I mean, there's, there's been a couple good rookies this year. I'm, I'm going to give a shout-out to my own rookie and uh, Lonzo Cheer. But, um for sure, uh, my boy Luka Doncic, he's pretty damn good. Yeah, he's been fucking great. By the way, I just want to ask you real quick on a quick aside. Um, what up? I heard um, uh, our uh, our man from Amsterdam, uh, Bill Simmons, basically say that um, the Mavericks should offer um, Wesley Matthews in exchange for Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, and here, here's, wait, 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 wait. here's the reason why. Wesley Matthews' expiring contract 
Um, and so gives you a lot of cap space to work with next season. And, like, just let me remind you, you don't currently have the cap space via where your draft pick is allotted to offer Kevin Durant a, a max contract. Now, I'm not saying, you, like, you're going to get Kevin Durant or what have you. Uh, I'm just saying you, you don't currently have it if your draft pick conveys where you're slated right now. So um, the reason would, you know, obviously be like you, you could free up that, that cash space, um, be willing to give up Tim Hardaway Jr., maybe despite being slightly overpaid, um, just to get that kind of cap space. Okay, like, hey, deadline. See where we're at by then. What's this contract like? I forgot. Uh, what? Uh, Hardaway? Uh, no, Matthew. I know. I know Hardaway. Oh, it's on a what? Oh, this, Matthew. This final Matthew. Year? Uh, he's like, yeah, he's expiring. expiring. He's like seventeen something. I yeah, I do it. Only not because I don't like Timmy. I love Timmy, but you know, you gotta free up space for this summer if you plan on making any real noise in free agency. So that's one of the names that would probably have to go because he he obviously paid him a lot of money, uh, and he's playing a lot better this year. Um, so yeah, I'd probably consider it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally fucking agree with you. I I would definitely uh, I would do it. I wouldn't even not even consider it. I would do it. Um, but, you know, for the same reason that um, the Knicks probably won't trade for John Wall, um, the, I don't yeah. see the Mavs trading for uh, a, a contract that's going to put $18 million on their books next season when they could be going after primo free agents, uh, especially knowing that they have the best um, rookie in the game. Uh, but anyway, uh, let me throw it to you, Luke. Rookie of the year, uh, I'm assuming you also have Luca. Yeah, I mean, I really try to make the case for Trey Young, man. I mean, he is having a really good <laughs> season, and he's he's good, not had a lot of people around him. I mean, John Collins, the second best player, was been out for a while. I mean, instantly no, Baze, puts Baze the is the best player on no, that team. No, yes, no, no, no. Nah. He's not, no, yeah, no. He I is. saw him live. Yeah, I've watched. He had three dude, points. I, how many he games have you watched by a rookie? I've watched plenty to see him got dunked on by a rookie and had three points. Everybody gets <laughs> dunked on by rookies at some point. No. Like, that's no, nothing. No, like, no. Baysmore, no. like, dude, the, the first game that he came off the bench, he shot like 10 of 12 from the field and helped out the Hawks. And, and scored the game-winning bucket for the Hawks to beat the fucking um, uh, Charlotte. They beat Charlotte. Like, dude, Baze is the best all-around player on our team right now, which that's a sad state of affairs if that's your best player. <laughs> but, like, dude, he is. He's our best player. It sucks to say, but, like, like he's not, he's not our best talent because, obviously, like, we have – so much better talent that's going to evolve, but like, yeah, like. But anyway, go ahead. You know, we just agree to disagree on that. Yeah, but um. So yeah, so what I was saying is, you know, Chargers give it a to Young. You know, he's having a good season, but what Doncic is doing is, I mean, we all knew this coming out. I mean, we were all high on him. I still don't think the picks back its circumstances for 
Luca, I mean, do you think he'd be doing this well on Atlanta with all the spotlight on him? I mean, he does have a little bit better talent around him. Yeah. And all true. that. Sure. So, yep. so it, it does help him out, the spotlight and all that. Like, it's not as much on him. So, but what I'm really pissed by him is his pace per, like, how, yeah. like, how he gets to the rim and all that. He is a professional. Like, I think he understands the game. Like, he might not be the most athletic guy, and that was, like, his big, like, knock like, but what he can do out there, I mean, he understands the pace of the game and all that and slowing people down and everything. Um, almost, you know, like, Harden-esque, but Harden's still, you know, one of the best at it. But he's still very young. I've been very impressed with him. I mean, hitting some step-back threes, I was just like, man, this is crazy out of a rookie. I mean, you can just tell that – He's been in a better league than all the rest of these rookies and understands how to be a professional and how to actually, like, play night in and night out. Now, I don't know. If, I don't think he will hit the rookie walls as hard as everyone else, but I think he could be the clear-cut winner if he keeps on running away from this because, you know, he's he's played in 80 games before, so he, he understands a long season like this. So, But, I mean – I could maybe see another rookie, maybe like, you know, uh, Aiton's not had the be- the worst of years and all that and young, but right now oh, what, he's what a Luke great is year. doing, yeah, but what, what Luke is doing for this team and all that, I mean, it's just, it's staggering just how really good he is. I mean, I understand why you're so mad at that trade because he is just a, I don't want to put him in a generational player just yet, but he definitely is looking like it right now and it's like just yeah how young he is what 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 like he just can play just between the one through four and just handle the ball and all that so not defending wise not one through the four but just positional wise on the offensive end so just very impressive yeah. rookie right now yeah i mean he offers a lot of versatility and and, and the Mavs have been planning him a lot at the three um obviously because harrison barnes was out um, early on, and they've just kind of adapted that. Um, and Harrison Barnes kind of works very well as a stretch four in today's NBA. So they've been kind of rolling with him at that like kind of three position, which is which is so funny because you know who could really use a, a, a like really good three right now is like Sacramento. <laughs> I can't believe they passed on him. I like. It's one thing that the Hawks traded him to get, you know, who they thought was like a future star point guard and a future draft pick. It's another thing entirely for the um, Kings to have passed on him to take a power forward, you know, that they didn't need. And then to sign a power forward, she was better than their fucking draft pick. Like, uh, but that's a whole nother thing entirely. Um, but yeah, it's definitely Luca. Luca is has been by far the best rookie. I I like what Trey has done in Atlanta. I think I think he's gonna be fine. I mean, I think he's gonna be a a, a really good NBA player. I just think Luca is going to be a lot better. Um, 
he's like you know what like you said like Luke the way that he finishes and uh, in, in, in kind of approaches the game and, and, and approaches like his speed and around the rim and everything impresses you like his range impresses me the most like I mean that dude is just hitting like some fucking knockdown fucking threes from you know seven eight feet behind the fucking line like he's got like that was one of the kind of bigger questions about him um coming into this this um inaugural season for him and he's delivered on it like bar none and he's been really really good at shooting the ball and that was you know a, a, a concern that he quickly put to bed and yeah I mean he he's the guy he's he's the obvious choice now DeAndre Ayton you mentioned him he's been fucking really good too uh and again necessarily think that the I don't like fault the Suns in in picking him because they needed they needed a center uh especially a, like a guy like Ayton um, and he and Booker are going to be great together, but it's not translating into wins. If Phoenix had the same record as um, Dallas right now, it'd be one thing, but they don't. They're, I, th- I think right now they have the worst record in the league, and obviously they have to play Western Conference teams and more than Eastern Conference, and you know the the bottom of the pack of the Eastern Conference is is you know, yeah. garbage. But like nevertheless, like it's still not resulting in wins. So y- you know, I mean I think despite how good Aiton has been, you gotta gotta give it to Luca. because um, he's just been that good and his team's been winning. Um so yeah, that's this is the way it is. Um but anyway, let's move on. Uh, defensive player of the year. Who you got, Luke? Did you say? You just oh shit! Yeah, again? we we already did that. I'm sorry. Um, six man. I'm sorry. Six man. All right. So six man. I'm not being a homer, but I am kind of with this pick. But <laughs> it's Marcus Morris, man. I mean, he's having a really good year. For the Celtics, he's having the best year of his career. We wouldn't be where we're at without him right now. He's just as just done this great for this team. I mean, Lou Williams is going to be always Lou Williams on his team, but I feel like he has more people on that bench that have been like, yeah, Harold's been really good for them as well. But right now, I mean, what Morris has been able to do this year, I mean, numbers aren't like super flashy for like, but I just think all around what he's been able to, what he means for the Celtics and all that and everything, just playing-wise, just definitely six-man of the year in my mind right now. And, Joel, Luke said that we wouldn't have a lot of uh, discrepancies amongst our picks uh, going into this podcast. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say – we're going to have a few discrepancies here. 
Marcus Morris is not a bad choice. He's just uh, currently nah, starting. He's, he's and, he may, and he may stay there. I'm just saying. Um, um, from where it looks, I have to go with Julius Randle. That man is a fucking nice. monster off the bench. Fuck yeah. Um, I mean, that guy is a beast coming off the bench. The average, he has to be a yeah. double-double. By the way, the uh, my my pick, uh, preseason pick for uh, uh, six man of the year. Um, I actually think I picked on the show that we did that Luke and I did. I think I picked Kuzma, mm-hmm. um, but I changed it mm-hmm. like before the season started to Randall once I found out that he was definitely coming off the bench. Yeah, anyway, he's, go ahead. he's the man, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, Julius Randall is my number one. If I had to give it to to someone else, it'd probably be Sabonis for the Pacers. Man, monster. Yeah. The bench. Fuck, he's so um, good. But um, yeah, right now Julius Randle is my number one. Uh, Lou Williams and Eric Gordon are not exactly having the best years coming off the bench. Not bad, but they're not playing as good as they used to. We're used to, you know, like like uh, Luke just said, Montrezl Harrell's having a fucking great year coming off the bench for the Clippers. Yeah. Um, so it's like right now Julius Randle's leading the pack for me. Yeah, honestly, like that—that that was my pick too. Um, Randall, I—I I, I just feel like the the one. I feel like the one knock on Randall <clears throat> would be that, like, um, you know, when when they had to plug him into the starting lineup because um, AD was hurt, it didn't translate mm-hmm. into wins. Uh, but, but like, I mean, that's kind of a small knock because you're talking about one of the like best, like arguably the best player in the league um, being out of your lineup and you not being able to win games. Like, well, yeah, I mean, that's uh, the, obviously that's, yeah. Uh, that hurts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah but, hurts. Uh, but Randall has been great. Um, I, like, I, I would also like, like you said, I would, I would highlight Montrose Harrell. Um, he's been fucking terrific for the clips like he's been so good um and 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 sabonis like you you brought up him too like dude sabonis is the best center on the pacers right now like yeah he's better he's been playing better than turner and like i mean there were several times last season where like essentially i was like in the playoffs, why aren't you playing fucking Sabonis right now? Like Sabonis is playing way better than Turner. Why aren't you playing him? Um, and and I think that is kind of coming to fruition. Like he's he's not nearly as athletic as Turner, but he's just smarter. He plays better. Um, and I I I think uh, we're 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 kind of seeing that come to fruition. They play them together. Um, at times, uh, and it works okay, but I wonder if they're, you know, I I don't think it would be crazy uh, for them to trade Miles Turner, especially because he's in a contract year, um, and and maybe they don't want to pay him uh, what um, his potential warrants next season, um, especially because they're the Pacers. The Pacers always try to 
stay right around the fucking, um, you know, the, the, um, not luxury tax line, but, uh, the, uh, um, payroll line. Um, like they don't want to pay any more than they have to. And, you know, I, I could see them trading him. Um, but no, I mean, Still, all of that being said, my pick is Julius Randle as well. He's been he's been so good, like just he's been balling out. And I you know I gotta give I gotta give him props. Uh, I think the fact that he chose to go to the Pelicans to play alongside um, essentially two guys um, that played his positions and Maricic and, of course, Anthony Davis um, shows, like, an absurd amount of confidence in his game. And he was like, yeah, I'll go play with these two guys. I'll still get minutes. I'll still ball out, and he has. And, like, to me, like, that's that's just uber impressive in and of itself for him to, like, have that, that absurd amount of confidence. Uh, so, yeah, props. Props, Julius Randle. We, we love you Word. over here at uh, FCP. Um, all right. Most improved player. I'm going to throw it to you, Luke. Who you got? So most improved is always an interesting one to me because you can go with a guy that's like, you know, like an Oladipo last year who just really just came out of nowhere and really improved his game or like previous right. years where it's like an injured player and he's really coming mm-hmm. back to, like, really show what he's capable of and all that. Like a Derrick and Rose, sure. More, yeah, yeah, like a Derrick. Or a Derrick Rose. So, I, I have, you know, the toss-up, because there is some, like, you know, Levine was having a really good year, but he's just terrible on the defensive end and everything else besides scoring. is almost a Wiggins, so couldn't give it to him. And I also was looking um, – oh, man, it just slipped my mind. Oh, I Fox. Because, you know, De'Aaron Fox is having such a great year for Sacramento and all that. But what it really came down to is just because I couldn't get him on my first All-NBA team. But Mike Conley, I'm telling you, man, I mean, like he he got that crazy contract and that's what everyone remembers, like the last big memory like of him. And he's been injured last year, but he's been having just a phenomenal season scoring over 20 points per game. I mean, he's having, a, like, a really good year in assists. Just the team's doing really well. I mean, just showing, like, how good of a point guard he really is. I mean, Nick, we were talking about this last episode. I mean, he's someone that you trust just, like, you know, with your team, just, like, handling the game, the end game kind of situations, not overthinking anything and making the right decision. I mean, Conley's just been very impressive. Him and Gasol, I was kind of thinking, you know, those are going to be the two comeback injury because, but, you know, I gave Gasol the defensive player. But what Conley's been able to do for Memphis, it's crazy just to think of how many point guards we have this season. And I really just, I fought so long to just, like, he can't be on the first All-NBA, hard, but he is having a phenomenal year. So, given the uh, – yeah, man, I feel you. Like, he, like, obviously, like, I mean, it, it, the the argument that you have is based off injury. Um, but, 
like that being said, if you're, if you're basing the argument off that, um, as far as what he did last year, and he wasn't he wasn't good. Uh, I mean, up until the point where he was ruled out for the season, and obviously, like they ruled him out for the season um, to to tank and and, and get Jaron Jackson, basically. But he wasn't good before that, uh, and like this year, he's been remarkable. He's definitely returned to form as far as the season before last. Uh, and even a little better. So, like, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I can, uh, I, I can get down with your pick, uh, Joel. Who you got? Okay. So my choice. I was like Luke was just saying. Um, I was definitely leaning towards uh, Zach Levine because he's been really impressive. But most of that has been yeah. offensively, and that team really hasn't benefited from that scoring, <laughs> obviously. Um, but I have been impressed with him, uh, no doubt. But I'm going to give it to a guy who kind of came out of nowhere and has supplanted himself as the starter in Toronto, Pascal Siakam. The man is nice. really good nice. for the Toronto Raptors at Power Forward. Yeah. I like that guy a lot. Uh, he's really improved a lot since last year where he was just more of an energetic role player. To me, solidified his place as a starting power forward in Toronto. And he's just getting yeah. better, and he is he's hes the glue guy now for Toronto, and he's a big part of their success right now. And Got to give him a lot of credit uh, for, for helping helping Toronto out. So, yeah, he's my—he's currently my, my most improved player. But, um, yeah, I mean, Jesus, there's a couple of options you can go there. There's a couple choices there, and but I had to go with a guy that just kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> Let's see how Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I, I like, I think that I mean that's a great choice. Um, and 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 in the notion that like picking guys that come out of nowhere, like that's that's kind of what I generally like to do with most improved player. Um, like I I would cite uh, Montrezl Harrell as another person who could easily be on the list for most improved player. Like, there's a ton of guys um, this season who have who've kind of bolstered their ranks and come out of nowhere. Um, but my personal mm-hmm. pick has to be Nikola Vucevic, dude. That yeah, fucking cat. Dude, he's, he's just good. been fucking tearing it up in Orlando. Like, he's hitting threes at an all-time rate for his career. Um, like, his three-point percentage is way up from what it has traditionally been. Um, he's just – he's playing, like, the kind of game that, like, you always wanted to see out of him, that you always, like, knew he was capable of, and now you're finally getting it. And he is just – dominating and like it's so funny because of course like in the last like two drafts the magic drafted a power forward in Isaac um and they already have uh Aaron Gordon and then they drafted uh Mo Bamba and like now Vucevic is just like balling out and it's like fuck dude like what do you do with Vucevic? I don't think there's really a 
great trade market for him right now is despite how great he has been, um, not that many teams need centers and the teams that do need centers are like, op- like looking at like, you know, having open cap space, uh, going forward. Um, they're, they're like, they'd rather at the very least, they'd rather just try to sign him in the off season versus, um, trading for him. So it's like, you don't really have a lot of options with him, which is sad because, like, Orlando, um, for all intents and purposes, like, should be a rebuilding team. They've, like, Vucevic and Terrence Ross uh, and DJ Augustine have kind of made them a um, fringe playoff team this season, um, but they, they, they shouldn't be um, given, you know, their overall talent, but they're in the East and they've kind of played a little bit of a, above their means. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, Vucevic has been awesome. Like that, that dude has been just balling out and, uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta give it to Vooch. Um, he's, 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 he's been really good, man. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's my guy. Uh, yeah. All right. No argument here. All right. Uh, Coach of the year, Joel. Who you got? Nick Nurse, fucking Raptors. That was my biggest question mark coming into the season. Can this coach mm-hmm. coach? Because <laughs> I had no idea if he was going to be good or not. Because uh, you're coming and off the coach of the year. Obviously, this coach can coach. Right. This coach can coach, and he made it. You know, he went small. He says, "Let's play faster. We're gonna we're gonna speed it up. We're gonna shoot more threes. We're gonna take the two bigs off the out of the starting lineup. We're gonna we're gonna put Serge or Valanciunas in, depending on matchups. They play Serge more often at center. Uh, and they pushed uh, Sayakum into the starting lineup um, eventually because they they tried out with different lineups. They had uh, OG for starting a couple games, and of course any anything with Leonard in there when they need to move for Leonard. But he made some he made some moves. He improved on a team that was already pretty good." And now they have one of the best players in the league on their team when he plays. And even when he doesn't play, they play well. And that, and that shows a lot that uh, the coach knows what he's doing. So I got to give Nick Nurse uh, currently, he is my coach of the year. Uh, it's, uh, the Raptors look legit, and uh, he's a big reason why. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been fucking fantastic, man. Um, and I got to agree with you, man. Like, I, I mean, there was a – there was a big sentiment at the end of last season after, especially, no, it wasn't at the end of last season. It was more at the beginning of this season when LeBron went to LA, everybody was like, whoa, did, did Toronto make the right decision? Should they have fired the coach of the year? Like, like maybe that wasn't the right decision. And like immediately Nick nurse comes in, not only is he winning games, but he's shaking up the lineup. He's like, you know what? Um, maybe we should fucking um, play uh, uh, Abaka at, at the five a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. maybe we should rotate who we start at the five, whether it be Abaka or Valanchunas, um, based on our opponent. Um, and, like, he's doing all of that, and, like, basically you know, like, uh, it's just kind of reinventing the wheel 
as it pertains to that team. And, of course, now he has Kawhi Leonard um, as opposed to DeMar DeRozan um, and Danny Green to work with. So, like, um, and the fact that they lost um, their uh, – I forget his name, but the, 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 the young center um, in that trade, um, like, that kind of forces Portal. him to – yeah, Portal. Um, that kind of forces uh, Jakob, Jakob Porto. Jakob, um, that Jakob kind of Porto. forces, yeah. Uh, that kind of forces them to play uh, some, some like uh, Ibaka at the center a little bit. And the fact that like mm-hmm. he just kind of embraced that and, and rolled with it, and 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 said, "I'm going to use this as an opportunity to um, experiment with this lineup." Like, yeah. Like I, I can totally get on board with that pick. Like it's a, a legit. Like I, I, uh, I like it. It's not my pick, but it's uh, definitely. Um, I think it was my second pick, honestly. Uh, but anyway, Luke, right. who you got? Oh man, I was really hoping you would go with Nick Nurse as well, there, Nick. So I could be the one that. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's Doc Rivers. No. Oh well, <laughs> we're all gonna we're all gonna have. Oh damn, we're all gonna have different people. All right, cool. Yeah. So, so um, no, I I I mean I like Nurse. I just really get down to that his team that he inherited. He was there with them all last year, so he knew how they all played and all that. So it wasn't like he had to like learn a new sure. like a lot of players. And they're the first, you know, they're, they're the best team last year. Yeah. In the I know, but oh, who man. Uh, I would hate yeah, to work really hard. Sure. I would hate to yeah. work Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green who can shoot threes Fair for enough. me into my lineup. So, so who I gave it to Fair you, enough. who who I who I went with is touch Mike Budenholzer, man. I mean, yeah, you nice. can go, yeah. but he's but number two on my list. You've been able to do what Milwaukee is really impressive as as like a, a like in all like they're really shooting well at the three. They're playing. Really good team ball. I mean, you can see they're, like, got a little bit of an edge on the defensive end. I mean, but just, like, everything, I mean, if, you, if you're going to give, like, we're getting honest, the, like, clear-cut, like, favorite for the MVP, you got to look. It's, it's, it's the coach that's putting him in the right position. And Bud right. is just really just doing, like, wonders. I mean, just showing, like, he is a really good coach. People forget what he did for the Hawks a couple of years ago when you – when you guys won 60-plus games, you know, you sent four people to the All-Star game. So, I mean, people forget. I mean, it's just really impressive, like, how he's been able to he, – he had to come into a whole new situation and really kind of having the pressure on you because, you know, all the teams in the East were, uh, coming into the season was, you know, Celtics, Sixers, and Toronto. But uh, for a while there, you know, Milwaukee – I mean, Milwaukee beat Toronto head-to-head. I mean, I don't think we let it play that game because it's back-to-back, but, I mean, Milwaukee was one of, I mean, the, like, for a while they ranked the number one team, I mean, in a second, but I just, oh, everything that Bud's been able to do, I think he's put everyone in the right position. Um, Tony Snell is having even a better year. Just all around, yeah. just what he's been able to do. You just, I just like what he's, just jumping straight into a, a whole new situation and doing very well with them. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I mean, like, I think Joel said that's his second pick. That's my third pick. Um, But I got to go with Doc Rivers, man. The fact that he has been able to lead a team. um, And, and, like, there was was some kind of, like, weird 
um, in my opinion, weird. Um, talked about him being possibly coach of the year last year, which, again, I was just like, no. Like, <laughs> no, for so many reasons. But this season, like, has no quantifiable all-star. Um, Tobias Harris is their best player, um, and he's been playing great um, and, you know, should be an all-star, but he probably won't be. Like, should be, though. I, I can't. I I can't justify putting Tobias Harris above all of the other fucking twelve players in the Western Conference that are better than him. Like I just can't. Like despite their record, you know what have you? They where they are. There's so many better players than him, man. Um, like, are you going to try to tell me Tobias Harris is better than Paul George? No, he's not. Mm-hmm. In any like legitimate conversation. He's not better than Paul George. Um, and that's just one player. But, like, uh, yeah, like, despite all that, this team has been able to, like, rise above the ranks in the Western Conference and surprise everybody, um, even you, Luke. Like, I mean, you thought they would be good this year. I don't think you thought they'd be this good. Um it's like uh, it's like Joel with Utah last season. Like Joel had them making the playoffs. He didn't think they were going to be the fourth seed, um, like uh, or fifth seed or whatever they were. Um, but nevertheless, they've been so good this year, and like I, I gotta like give Doc Rivers that credit because they don't have anybody on that team who just stands out as a um, dynamic, remarkable player. They have a bunch of like guys who want to get it, want to go after it, um, whether it be um, Harris or Harrell. Um, obviously, we've mentioned him a couple times in this podcast. Uh, Beverly. Uh, they, they just got a Ricky lot of guys, Shea. and they got some – so, yes. Gallinari's been yeah, having a great year. Say, Shay, g- yeah. yes, uh, Gallinari, um, you know, has has you know remarkably stayed healthy <laughs> throughout yeah, uh, <laughs> the first uh-huh. part of the season. Uh, we'll we'll see if that holds up. Hopefully, it does. Um, but uh, yeah, man, they've they've been really good, and like, I just I just feel like if your team is first place in a conference and you have no definable, like, superstar on your team. They're like, let's not even, like, let's set aside all-star status because, like, all-star status, like, applies to 24 guys. Superstar status applies to, like, what, 10? Maybe a little bit more than that. But, like, (laughs) maybe... Yeah, maybe like, ten. Yeah, you know, maybe ten. So like, if, like, they're, if it's they're healthy, super, right? And they ain't got none of those guys, but they're still like first place in the West and balling out and and playing that good. Like, yeah, I gotta give it to Doc. And this so is like, without Lou Williams having his normal six million a year year. So there you go. Yes, 
But he, uh, last I checked, he is still averaging the most fourth quarter points of any player in the league. Um, That's where it counts. So, like, he's not he's not having a splash, but, uh, he, I mean, he's still being effective. And that's the thing. Doc knows how to use all these guys. He knows how to mm-hmm. use these, like, go-getters. And, like, that was the thing in in Boston, why he was so effective. He had a bunch of go-getters um, because uh, despite – like, That's true. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like, despite, like, what anybody wants to say about, um, you know, his coaching, um, when he had, like, guys like Paul Pierce – the go-getter, fucking mm-hmm. Kevin Garnett, the ultimate go-getter, Rajon Rondo, yep. fucking go-getter, like dude, and and even Ray Allen, like man, like that dude was Ray a go-getter. Like, Perkins, yeah, Allen, like, Tony Allen, yeah, and even like <laughs> like like Glenn Glenn Baby Davis, like fucking yeah, go-getter. Big baby, um, right. yeah, Powell, from so, like, I think his name was Powell yeah. or Poe. I'm sorry, Poe. But yeah, yeah, Leon Poe. Yeah, Poe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's good. Uh, yeah, of, of, of course, fucking Luke knows every fucking roster <laughs> spot on that that team. He's like, yeah, the championship <laughs> team. Uh, here's the that 50 guy. guy. Um, <laughs> but that was uh, good man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man. Like uh, that's that's. Like Doc just needs the right kind of players on the team, and he's got it now. And uh, like they they've been fucking great this year. Um, so yeah, I I gotta give it to Doc. Um, anyway, before we move on, uh, Luke, you got anything to add? No, I think uh, I like how all of us chose different coaches. It's gonna be uh, crazy to see, you know, how the end of the year like. The year goes on, and which coach like keeps it going? <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah, man. It'll be it, yeah. That'll be really interesting. Um, but uh, for the timing, indeed. <laughs> uh, but for the timing, let's uh, let's take a moment uh, to go to our sponsor, uh, Action Heat. The blistering brigade of winter is here. So cold. So cold. As of late, we've got a little warm peak that uh, has happened here in Georgia, but uh, it's not going to last long, and you know what that means. Time to dig out those bulky winter clothes that don't quite do the trick, or we have a better solution from our sponsor, Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery-heated clothing engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat, similar to a heated car seat. This clothing provides toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body, including heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and undergarments. I have not tried the undergarments. (laughs) This is like a little too much much risk uh, involved there. Like, uh, I don't need that much warmth. But I have tried the socks and the jackets, uh, and they're phenomenal. They're like they so much do the trick, uh, so much more than I would have expected. Uh, they're just 
perfect. They make you feel there is no winter, and I don't, I don't, I don't think I could ask for anything more from them. Um, so get in on this. Action Heat is available in men's and women's attire. Offers great new styles and is very reasonably priced, starting at just thirty nine ninety nine. Plus. If you go to actionheat.com, you can enter our code GEEK, that's G-E-E-K, at checkout and get 20% off. Or go to actionheat.com backslash geek for the same result. That's actionheat.com backslash geek or enter the code GEEK at checkout and get 20% off your order. You can't control the weather, but you can control your environment with Action Heat. All right, guys, let's get back to it. We got a few more topics to discuss. General Manager of the Year. Now, when we started this season, there were a few people um, that I kind of had on my radar, and then that OKC trade happened. The Carmelo Anthony swap for for Schroeder, and, you know, you couple that with signing Nerlens Noel, re-signing Jeremy Grant, and, like, placing him as your starting four, which they, like, figured out, like, three games in the season, which, like, Luke and I were saying <laughs> from the get-go, like, why are you starting Patrick Patterson, like, put fucking Jeremy Grant in there. Um, uh, but there have been... Um, based on what has happened this season, a few guys have kind of reared their head. So has Sam Presti been ousted, uh, in your opinion, 20 games into the season, uh, Joel? 20 games into the season. Uh, I think Sam Presti is a great choice. But there's a part of me that that sits here and says, I think Danny Ainge still should be the general manager of the year. Just uh, every time something happens to Marco Fultz, you got to give Danny Ainge credit just for taking that pick and taking the best player in that <laughs> stupid trade. Every time something happens to Marco Fultz, he gets a point on his belt. Fucking Danny Ainge. So I think I might just stick with that choice from last year until <laughs> fucking Marco Fultz decides to play a fucking basketball game again. Oh, my God. If that had been Luke, I would have been like, you are such a fucking homer. Um, But it wasn't. It was you. And, like, honestly, I can't fault the logic. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) Luke, um, please tell me you don't have Danny Ainge. Please tell me you have somebody. No, I I don't have have my boy, Danny. Um, I did want to consider... Uh, Messiah Yuri for just, you know, yeah. get all the ball off that Leonard trick. But, yeah. I mean, he really didn't add that much besides – I mean, but that's also a very big plus that you didn't have to give a lot. So, I almost want to give it a hand. But I kind of convinced myself this one guy, even though if he would have just – if you were just to forget everything that, like, all the drama that was tied with him, yo, Tom Thibodeau, man, on top of all the Butler things, that Damn. was dragging on to him. If you really look at his executive moves, Josh Akogi, what a steal in the draft. You are still able yeah. 
with having all the Butler drama, still able to do your draft knowledge and get the steal and not do anything at the draft and be like, we're going to keep our picks and do that. I like the Kogi and their uh, other pick. I can't think of his name. Uh, Bates Diaz. Uh, Bates Diaz. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. He, he has a play, but Kogi really well. Then you did the right choice, too, where you cho- chose the right kid to give the money to and build that franchise around, even if you're not around. And you gave the money to Carl Anthony Towns. It's having another. He's playing back with energy and everything and turning mm-hmm. it around and mm-hmm. mm-hmm. with Butler. And mm-hmm. what he did best was he held tight and he got, in my mind, what I always said was probably one of the better packages. Yeah, he could have got first four-round picks, but really that's not anything. But you got Covington and Dario Saric, and I just think in the end, if you weren't to have all the drama and just take the drama of how they didn't handle the Butler situation that well, and you really look at his moves, Tom Thibodeau has also done like a plastic year and helped his team out. Even if he's not even there past this year, I still think Minnesota's in a good position. That's funny because you and I have always kind of said, um, as far as a GM, he has made a lot of really good decisions. He's made some bad ones as well, but, you know, every GM does. Um, but, uh, but no, I mean, I, I am very surprised by that selection. Um, but ultimately, like, I don't necessarily think it was a bad one. Um, simply because, like, dude, like, yeah, I mean, Okoki has been a really good pick. In fact, like, I was on the record as saying I thought the Hawks should have taken Okoki over Herter. Um, yeah, Herter is, like, like a super, super good three-point shooter. Um, but, like, Okoki's defense, um, to me, just kind of matched up better with um, Trey Young. Um, like, if, if you're going to pick Trey Young, like, pick a guy who's got really good lateral quickness, um, at the best in the draft, by the way, um, and, you know, can, can you know, still, like, hit some knockdown shots and, and, and play defense and all that. Um, and, uh, of course, the Hawks didn't do that. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I can see why uh, you would pick that. I disagree. I don't think uh, – I, I, I still feel like they mishandled the, the trade. I don't I, – they've fared very well since making the trade, uh, surprisingly, honestly. Um, uh, and, and, and Covington has been a big reason why. Uh, uh, Sarge a little bit less, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean they, they they've done well since since making the trade, despite uh, poor poor uh, what's his name that I forget his name the GM of their team, despite you know their um, you know highest paid player uh, in uh, Andrew Wiggins playing like utter garbage. Because, uh, God, he is just not. We all 
wanted him to live up to his contract, and it just hasn't happened. Uh, but you know what? That was not uh, Thibodeau's decision. That was the owner's decision. Glenn something, Howard maybe. Um, but uh, but yeah, he's been he's 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 made a lot of really good decisions uh, as GM of that team, uh, despite maybe his coaching decisions. And you know what? Uh, I'm gonna give him props on something else. Uh, Fucking uh, Derrick Rose. Because Derrick Rose Hell is yeah. really fucking good, dude. Like, that dude, like, you know, we all kind of laugh when he came out and said, when Derrick Rose is healthy, he's one of the best players in the league. And we were like, uh, <laughs> okay, all right, sure. One, uh, but maybe he is, like, because he's been really good. And he tweaked a shot. And he's now shooting like way fucking good from deep. He like Derrick Rose is like on fire from three this year because um, he like kind of tweaked his shot and figured out like the best m- more more efficient way for him to like, shoot long range. And uh, he's he's kind of mastered that. And he did it in one off season. And you know my thing would be hey. Derrick Rose, like, share the love. Like, go go, go talk to Giannis and Ben Simmons because <laughs> they need your help, bro. Um, but, uh, but yeah, general manager of the year. Um, yeah, I got to I, I gotta go with Majuri. That's not Majuri. Like, dude, the fact that he was well, he had the balls to fucking be like, we're going to trade our best player uh, for um, a guy who might leave in the offseason um, because we're done, like, screwing around. Like, essentially and, – and, and here's the thing. Like, they – yes, they lost to the LeBron James-led cast, um, and LeBron James went west. Um, but still, like, do you think – the team as it existed um, would be like the favorite out of the East as they are now. No, it would not be like, like getting Kawhi Leonard over DeMar DeRozan is a huge upgrade for them, especially also getting Danny Green. Um, They, and, and, and managing to keep most of their depth, like, and, like, promoting a coach who seemingly knows how to utilize those players, um, yeah, I got to go with Majuri. Like, he has made every single decision um, that seemingly you would want your GM to make to make your team as good as they can possibly be. And, and I just... I, I I can't I can't go against that. Uh, but anyway, um, Luke, Joel, anything you want to add before we move on? No. No. All right. No, I'm good. All right. Uh, most surprising team, Luke. 
Uh, my most surprising team is the Denver Nuggets. Um, nah. Just because what they've been able to do, not on the offensive end, because we all know the offensive team, but what they've been able to do on the defensive end, they're in the top five in defensive as like a defensive team and all that. They've just been really just surprising all around defensively. Everyone thought this year, you know, that they were going to be able to compete and all that for a playoff, but not least, I mean, right now in first place, tied with the Clippers in the West. Um, but you just, you knew that they were going to try to just shoot you out of the house, but been able to play really good defense. Had some, not like big key injuries, but have had some injuries, but a lot of players have just stepped on the, up on that team. Beasley, uh, Monte Morris playing really well. Just mm-hmm. a lot of just a lot of other players, and just very surprising how well they've been able to. Do. I mean, we all knew that they weren't that they were going to be able to play like compete for a a playoff spot, but we're all thinking, you know, like six that best seed. But right now they could. I mean, they could be even for like a home seed. Maybe you know one of the the better seeds going into the playoffs. So. It's very surprising how they've been able to do it all around on the defensive end to match the game on the offensive end. I just think they've kind of made the shift to a uh, all-around complete team. And once they get you know uh, a lot of uh, you know Isaiah Thomas still hasn't played. Um, I can't think of uh, their six-man last year. So they just moved up onto the bench. Um, John a blank on. I don't know because he's been uh, injured. Will but, Barton, you know. Yeah, Will Barton still – Will Barton hasn't been able to, you know, hasn't played for them, but all around they've just been able to, you know, go through it and still just play really good team ball. Yeah, no, they've, they've been a big surprise for me. Like like you said, I think all of us had them making the playoffs, um, but, like, we all had them at, like, seven or eight. Like, the fact that they're, like – you know, right there at, at, at being one of the top teams in the West is is utterly surprising. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, Joel, who do you got, though? Uh, I have to go with the Clippers. I didn't have them making them. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, right. I, had, no, I didn't think they'd be this good. Um, like you said earlier, they don't really have a legit all-star they have borderline all-stars, Lou Williams, Tobias Harris. They got grit, grind guys. But, you know, you don't know. It's mm-hmm. kind of a hodgepodge team. Uh, they lost all their big players, so you didn't know what to expect from them. I didn't expect much. Um, and they they drafted well. They play. They have their, all their guys come to play. They got solid vets. Um, and they have a deep, weirdly enough, a deep bench. <laughs> so, uh, they're pretty good. They're real and much better than I expected. I did not expect them to be uh, a playoff team, uh, let alone the fucking number uh, fighting for the first spot in the Western Conference. So, yeah, my surprise team is the Los Angeles Clippers. And I, I like the Denver yeah, not really wrong, but Clippers stood out to me just a little bit more because I kind of figured them would be good. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I feel both of y'all. Like, uh, those are both, like, great picks. I got to go – with Sacramento Kings, though. Like, <laughs> oh, dude, I had the Sacramento Kings as, like, seriously, before we started the season, my power rankings, 
they were the fucking 30th team on my power rankings. Just below the Atlanta Hawks at 29. Like, I thought they would be hella bad. And they're fucking 500 in the Western Conference. De'Aaron Fox is fucking playing great. Buddy Heald is playing great. Uh, Nemanja Bielitsa is, like, hitting points for him. Fucking Willie Mm -hmm. Colley-Stein is is having, like, kind of like... A good year. Like a a contract year type year. Um, Can't give him credit because you let him play well, man. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, uh, and and they just got Bogdanovich back. Um, Mm -hmm. They're, like, a trade away from being a playoff team. Like, they need to make some kind of trade um, to, like, uh, like kind of solidify their roster. Um, but they're right there, man. Um, and, and that's crazy. Like, it, it, like it's crazy how good De'Aaron Fox is. Like, I and I didn't have a lot of confidence in De'Aaron Fox. Like, I, like, I was never a big De'Aaron Fox fan. In fact, like, I had on my big board um, – the year he got drafted, I had Neil Kina in front of him. Um, I had um, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. in front of him. Um, and, like, yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> because De'Aaron Fox is really fucking good. Um, and, like, he's leading this team and, and just playing super well. And and Buddy Heald, like by the way, shout out to Buddy Heald. We didn't mention him in our in, in, at any point in our most improved player. I don't think maybe we did. Um, we but didn't. I don't think so. If we didn't, he definitely deserves it because that dude yeah. has been balling out. Like he's been like so good this year for that team. And like yeah, I'm just I'm just so surprised that the Kings. 500 right now like yeah. in the western conference and like that's just crazy to me like i yeah. can't imagine uh the kings making the playoffs like if if you would have told me the kings were in a position to make the playoffs a quarter of the way into the season i would have told you you're full of shit <laughs> like going into the season and they're that good they um legit have a shot at making the playoffs. They're like right now they're ninth. They're ninth in the uh yeah, they're about Conference. to win tonight. They're like up by thirty. Well there you the go. It's crazy. So <laughs> they'll they'll be technically tied with the Mavericks as far as uh uh wins versus losses. Mavericks on a roll. Yeah, I mean like all those teams and like I think like any of these these Western Conference teams go on a losing streak. The Grizzlies, Blazers, um, the losing mm-hmm. streak bound. Clippers, Nuggets, Thunder. Like, only mm-hmm. teams that I, I feel like are safe are, like, Warriors are obviously going to be, like, up at the top. Lakers, like LeBron, they'll figure it out. Um, but, like, mm-hmm. all these other teams, like, they, they, it, they, there's so much, like, um, displacement that will inevitably happen uh, with yep. all of these teams. So, like, you know, fuck, if the Kings make a good trade and, you know, 
you know, use their cap space to their um, uh, advantage. Uh, they're like eleven million dollars in cap space. Uh, like, you know, maybe uh, maybe they can make it work. I I I would feel a lot better about it if Slotty Divox wasn't their GM. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> nevertheless, um, still, like they've definitely been the outstanding, impressive team uh, to me thus far. All right, let's move on. Most disappointing team, Luke, who you got? I got a tie for mine, um, and it's two teams in the West that were supposed to just be, like, really good teams in the West. I mean, they finished the year really well in the West last year, and that's the Rockets and the Jazz. Both tied. Mm for the same record, just not even in the playoff picture. I mean, pretty much the tie for the fourth worst team in the West. And like you're saying, I mean, if Sacramento, Memphis, and all these other teams are playing, like, better than you, I mean, it's still early. They're going to, like, bounce back. I mean, it's just the first quarter award, so it's definitely going to change. But, I mean, just very disappointing for the two teams. I mean, Rockets, who finished first last year, I mean, they made a lot of bad moves, so that's also why I'm disappointed in them because they made all the yeah. wrong decisions during the offseason, and they're yeah. having a show yeah, for it right now, and and they're having to try to recover right now for it. And then the Jazz, just disappointed that, you know, you, you're, like, showing out to – I mean, they'll, they'll figure it out, but you, that typical team, you know, how, like, you're hot after the all-star break, but that doesn't really mean nothing into the year. Like, the next year, like, they kind of just show them, like, just because they're, like, one of the hottest teams out of the all-star break last year doesn't mean that they're going to keep it going. But I think they'll figure it out. I mean, like I said, I really like the corporate trade. I think it helps them out. I mean, they're dominating the Spurs tonight, so that's a, that's a good one. But, yeah, just right now the Rockets and Jazz just being tied for the fourth worst team in the West. Yeah, I mean, I can't really argue with that. That's those both those teams are so disappointing. I I I think I had the Jazz around like 6 or 7 and I had the Rockets like at 2 or 3. Um I went back and forth with OKC and the Jazz like who would I put it to or who would I would I put it three? Um, but uh, but yeah, like definitely like good, kind of two solid picks there. Uh, Joel, who you got? Yeah, I'm gonna have to concur. Houston, <laughs> Utah, and I don't even throw in San Antonio. It's just been, you know, I expect more from a pop team. Yeah, and it's just been the weirdest fucking season in the Western Conference. It's kind of bizarre world going on over there. So things are kind of odd. Um, and, and those three teams have been really disappointing to start the year. I, I have no doubt they'll probably bounce back and even out and things will start to, you know, look normal again. But as of right now, those three teams should be way better than uh, their record shows. Yeah, I mean, they really should be. Uh, Luke, by the way, I would I would expect that you would have picked the Cavs only because you had them making the playoffs in the 5-18 and 18. Uh, any, any thoughts on <laughs> that? Bad, yeah. Hey, 
I forgot that their owner was just a complete idiot and <laughs> somehow thought that just because you lost LeBron doesn't mean that you have that bad of a team. But I got to go with the two teams that are actually confident and have, like, owners that understand basketball. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Um, uh, I'm going to go with... There's so many teams I could pick, honestly. But, you know, y'all mentioned Spurs, Rockets, Jazz. Um, I'm going to go with Celtics. You hold your lip right now. (laughs) Hey, man, I'm surprised you didn't go with the Celtics. Like, how can you not be, like, like disappointed with a 13-10 and start to the season? Um, that's currently the sixth seed in the East should be the number one seed. Everybody, all of us, all of us have the Celtics as the number one seed in the East going into this season. And like the fact that like there's haven't quite been able to figure everything out. And again, Luke, I think you said uh, you think the Jazz will figure it out. Like, I totally think the Celtics will figure it out. I I got ultimate confidence in Brad Stevens. Um, But, like, as of the the first quarter of the season, like, for them to be, like, 13 and 10, that's super fucking disappointing. Like, I would have expected them to be – right in league with the Sixers and Bucks, maybe not quite as good as the, the, the Raptors because the Raptors are just like 20 and five. Like that's, that's really fucking good. Um, but like 15 and seven, 17 and eight, uh, like it's just weird to me. I think like the Pistons Pacers, Pistons and Pacers have a better record than the Celtics right now. I guess, Especially, like, the fucking Pistons, man. The Pistons have a better <laughs> record than fucking Celtics right now. That's fucking weird. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, that's really disappointing for me, personally. I, I, just, I, I would expect more out of a team that um, was honestly, like, a fucking few fucking plays away from making the fucking finals last year. Um they, I mean that I mean that's really what it was. Like they were really right there. Um they dominated the the Sixers. Um not in the sense of like blew them out in every game, but they won all of those close games. Like they were they were essentially able to um you know, uh, shut them down when, when the the opportunity arose, uh, and you know they they were able to do the same thing with the Bucks, and like this year, there's like kind of like a mediocre team so far, and it's it's weird, and um, like I I like I'm, I don't know I like I I don't hate it, <laughs> um, because. Like Joel, like I, I don't, I'm not rooting for the fucking Celtics, <laughs> um, but 
it is weird nonetheless. Um, but anyway, I, I I will give you the floor, Luke, if you um, want it to like throw in anything about that um, before we move on. Yeah, I mean, it is disappointing. The Pistons and Pacers should not be better than us, but I mean, right. I luckily had I luckily had teams in the West that are not in the playoffs. And a correction, they're not the fourth worst team. They're the second. They're tied for the second worst team. They're just lucky Phoenix is just way down there, but that's the only reason that because we're in the playoffs. But it is disappointing right now. But I just I'm not worried. It's only 23 games in the season for us, so that's why I'm not really worried about this. Yeah, I mean that's fair enough. Uh, fair reason not to be, you know, super concerned about it. Um, and I'm not either. I don't. <laughs> I, like I said, I'm not. I'm not really worried about the Celtics. Um, I'm just slightly disappointed um, in what we've gotten this far. But you know they've had a lot of obstacles. They got to work in Hayward. They got to uh, obviously they. I, I don't feel like working in Kyrie should actually be qualified as like an obstacle because <laughs> <laughs> like he's been fucking awesome. Um, but. Uh, but nevertheless, like, you know, they've, they've added, kind of changed up their lineup a little bit, you know, what have you. So, sure. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, no, I, I, I think Brad Stevens will figure it out because uh, he's Brad Stevens. Uh, but anyway, let's take a minute to go to our other sponsor, Bluetooth. Guys, if you have trouble getting in the mood, or perhaps just with stamina, then try Blue Chew, the new revolutionary way to reinvigorate your sex life. These chewables, made from the same ingredients as the leading ED pills, will be shipped directly to your door. No doctor's appointments, no lines, and most importantly, no more awkwardness. And because they're chewable, they work way faster and make it all the more easy to take just what you need. Go to BlueChew.com and enter the promo code GVN to get a free month's trial today. That's BlueChew.com. Blue is in the color. You and your partner deserve the best. Let BlueChew help you get there. All right, guys. Um, we got a couple more topics. Most surprising Team, most disappointing team. Uh, most disappointing crisis. That's where we're at. Yeah. Right? We just finished that. All right, Joel. Let's go. Uh, we just did disappointing, didn't we? Yeah, we did. The most impressive Right, that's where we're at. Okay. <laughs> uh, my most impressive team uh, is the Raptors. Uh, I guess a lot of yeah. us thought they'd be pretty good, you know, this year. Uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say I don't. I don't think anybody can dispute that, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if Luke can come up with a <laughs> well, Some might. Some might. Uh, Kyle Lowry. I'm just gonna say Kyle Lowry's still on the team. Yeah, maybe Jawan could. They've been the most impressive team thus far. Uh, like like I just said, they we expected them 
to be good. Um, I didn't know we were expecting them to look as good as they do. They do look like a solid deep team. Like from 1 to 10, it looks like they can go and they can keep a lead. And as long as Kawhi is healthy, they can compete with just about anybody, even though they did kind of lose a close one to Denver yesterday. They were off. <laughs> but they're, for the most part, a good team. They have good, they're good, got good coaching on their side with Nick Nurse. And, uh, they're, they're solid, man. They're really solid. I've been really impressed with what I've seen out of the Toronto Raptors. Um, I would have to say they they probably impressed me the most, even though, like I said, they're a good team. So it's not really that shocking. Um, but I've also, I've also, if I would say, made my second team probably really impressed with the Bucks. I mean, I knew the Bucks were going to be good, but they're, they're another team that was just like, oh, shit, they're really good. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to go with the Raptors. Like, the fact they're, like, 20, what was it, 25? Like, yeah. dude, like, that that's just, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I mean, like like you said, we expected them to be good. Um, but to be this good, um, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I, I picked them to be second in the E-Fine Boston. Um, which is again why I had Boston as my most disappointing team. Um, but you know, like, dude, this, to be that good, like, ah, I, it's, it's 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 really impressive. Um, and yeah, obviously the picture of Kawhi, so like that that helps a fucking lot. Um, but still, like, new coach new players working in all of these various parts and, and still being able to be that good and to rotate your players and, and like make it work that well. That's really impressive to me. So yeah, I, I, I got to go with Toronto. Uh, Luke, um, are you going to go with somebody different or you see it the way we do? No, I'm going with someone different. I mean, don't nice. get me wrong. It's it's impressive <laughs> what Toronto's doing. But again, guys, they were the number one team in the East last year, and they replaced their best player with a top three player in the NBA. Fair and enough. Three, four players, so, so uh, yeah. a whole new coach. And, and, and yeah, but he was already he was their assistant last year too, so he knows them. So again, I gotta go with someone that you were making a definitive, like, case for them earlier, Nick. That's the Clippers, man. What, like, nice. like everything you said earlier, man, I'm impressed. They're the type of the number one seed. They've been up in the number one seed. It's not like they just got there with Tim and them. They've been there for the whole, you know, they're just sticking around. Doc Rivers is having a very impressive coaching year, what he's being able to do. I mean, you look at that team, and like you said, they're probably not going to have an all-star Tobias Harris is their best player. You just have a bunch of ragtag guys, go-getters, that just really want to just play basketball and just win. They are at least 10 to 12 deep, just like the Raptors. Um, they they have a lot of good talent all around. and just impressed that, you know, I mean, I had them in the playoffs, but not leading, you know, being in first place, so that's, I have to give the slight edge to a team that wasn't there last year. They didn't even make the playoffs last year. And also impressed with some of their draft choices. I mean, Shea is looking really good. I mean, he could yeah. be considered a rookie of the year later oh, yeah. on this year. I like so, him. I mean, 
No, so just every can't. Uh, hey, I mean, you never know. I mean, first team, first team, no. Sure. There you go. He's on the list. <laughs> yeah. on the list. I'm impressed with all, like, everything all around with the, just the overall team coaching and what uh, Wes has done at the gym. So, just very impressed with the Clippers right now. Yeah, I mean, I I can't knock that pick. Um, I, again, because of what I said with the coaching and everything else, like, They've been surprisingly really, really good. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. If they've been the most impressive team, um, but they've been really good thus far. So, yeah, I, I, I can get behind that. I, I, I'm smelling what you're selling. Uh, all right, first team All NBA. This one is. What I've been looking forward to most out of this whole show um, to see who we all got. We got two guards, two forwards, and a center. Joel, who are your two guards, two forwards, and centers for first team All-NBA? All right, let, let me do this for you guys so you can hear this. Uh, actually, I got to go right after it. I, I dropped this list. Um, I mean, my, my, my lineup. So here, here you go. My two guards are Kemba Walker and James Harden. My my, my forwards are uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And then my center is Joel Embiid. Damn, son! Oh, I got a, I got a few discrepancies with you, um, but uh, there's uh, probably some. There's probably some. I, yeah, I then only only two, <laughs> only two. Uh, but uh, but yeah, like that's a that's a that's a style lineup for sure. Um, Luke, what you got? Yo, uh, for a second there, I thought. I mean, well, we got one definitely different, but I almost had the same one as him. So I went with Kimball Walker, uh, but I didn't yeah. do the traditional. Just because they're two guard, I have to choose the two guard. I want Damian Lillard just because Lillard's having just oh, yeah. another phenomenal season. What he's doing for the Trailblazers, I mean, everyone always just like kind of just like you know writes them off just because they got swept and all that. But they are actually a good team. Lillard is just a phenomenal player. So James Harden is James Harden, but just because, I mean, it's a guard position. I'm going to give it the guard. Uh, Fords, I, I mean, Giannis was the clear cut, but I had trouble with this one. Because Kevin Durant's having a great year and all yeah, that is without Curry, but I just Leonard, what he's been able to do, I had to give him a slight edge to Leonard, even though he hasn't been able to play back to back. So that's what you could make the case for KD. Uh, I had to give it to Leonard just because he's just phenomenal. I mean, what he's been able to do for Toronto, you can definitely tell he's brought a kind of an edge to their team. I mean, I loved the game against Golden State where he was literally deeing up Kevin Durant at the end of the game. Like, yeah, a lot of the show was not a lot of superstars do that anymore. And he was just like, "Nah, man, this is me versus you right now. I'm yeah, gonna do you." Basically, he was up. like, "Now yeah. I got, now I got people on my team who could fucking play. Fuck you." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I went with Leonard as that one, and then center Joel Embiid. I mean, it's. He's just like we've all said. I mean, 
I had him second. I know you said you couldn't do this earlier, but I had him second in MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, that's saying yeah. a lot if you're even considered, you know, top two. So, Embiid right now is the clear-cut center. Yeah, I I agree with both y'all. I got Embiid as my center. Um, but it, it's weird because, like, I, I feel like Anthony Davis, you could put him as a forward and, like, you know, maybe get by with that. But he's not really a forward, especially on this team. Like, last year, he was really, like, for the majority of the season, he was he, he was a forward. But, like, this year, he's not, not really at all a forward. Um, he's, he's a center. And, and you know, he's, he's played great. But Embiid has played every game of the fucking season and played, like, high minutes and, you know, just been balling out. So, yeah, I got to give it to Embiid. Uh, for the center position. Um, I agree with you, ultimately, Luke, on the guard position. Um, Kimball Walker and Dame Willen, I got to go with both of those guys. Um, they both just, like, we, we've literally had a show, Joel, um, with you and me just talking about how great both of those guys are, <laughs> um, how, how great they've been this season. Um, and I got to just give them their props because they really have been otherworldly, um, especially like Kimba. Like, like we after last season, we kind of expected like this kind of season from Dame, but like um, for fucking Kimba, like dude, he like <laughs> contract year Kimba, <laughs> kind of like playoff Ronda or something. Is just it. it Dude, he's been playing out of his mind, and uh, yeah, I gotta gotta give him the props. And Dame, like, just like since like pretty much the past like three or four years, he's been great. And you know, I mean, he's he's definitely deserves the nod in my opinion, um, as far as just like your guards. Um, Steph uh, probably would have eclipsed him had he not gotten hurt and had he kept playing at the pace he was playing he would have been the like first choice um but uh but he did get hurt and he, he hadn't been playing a lot he's just come back um he definitely has like room to like work his way back into the first team um you know uh ballpark um and I think you probably will if he does get hurt again um, like yeah, he'll <laughs> he'll definitely be there. But for now, like I got I gotta give it to Dame. Um, as far as the forwards, I am not gonna give it to uh, um, your guy in Toronto. I Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I can't do it. He just hadn't played enough games. He's like taking. 10 games off and what have you. Like, yeah, he's been great, but he he hadn't played enough games for me to, like, include him in the forward conversation. So I'm going Giannis, obviously. Um, and I'm going LeBron. Like, I can't believe neither one of y'all pick LeBron. <laughs> like, 
Uh, and honestly, it was it was for me. It was like uh, a question of whether I go LeBron or KD, like because both have been really really good. But the biggest difference to me in the two of them was um, with all of like the drama that's been going on in uh, Golden State. Like KD, like went on like fucking losing streak with like his team and LeBron has just like once again carried uh his team uh a bunch of young guys who you know don't know how to win and he's just kind of constantly carried them and he's got them right in the middle of the pack and they're probably going to be a like a home seed uh playoff team and like I mean, he's just been excellent he's 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 been really good especially as of like since maybe 10 days ago um like it, it was like that was like there was like a turning point where he just like really turned on the jets and was like all right I'm going to bleed this team the way that I need to. And, yeah, I mean, that just kind of sold me. I was like, damn, all right, all right, LeBron. Like, yeah, you're still, like, super relevant. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I, I had to go with him uh, in that scenario. Um, but, anyway, um, anything you want to add, Luke, before we move on? Uh, I was just going to say, the only reason I couldn't put LeBron is you said that you couldn't give it a letter because he said that's a coaching and general, like, manager, like, managing his minutes. LeBron mailed yeah. in, like, the first. LeBron chose. That is like, very true. Did not play the first, like, 15 games. Like, yeah, you, yeah, he turned it on the last 10 games. That's only three games, really. But those first 15, yo, LeBron was not there mentally. That's why I couldn't give it to him. And I was giving the KD the edge. But Leonard, it's not by choice. It's like they're managing his minutes. He's coming back from an injury, and he's doing the right thing. So that's why, I mean, I think LeBron just didn't show up to games mentally a lot when his team really needed him to in the beginning of the season. And now he's turning it around because, I mean, he's smart on this. So the first half of the season really doesn't matter to LeBron. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I feel you on that. I I definitely like, kind of battled that um, with my choice for him, um, but ultimately I, I I still had to take him. Like I mean, I still think he's like it's like are you not gonna pick LeBron for one of the best five players in the NBA? Um, I I'm just not I, I can't do that yet. Um, so that's that I I guess that was my biggest reason, um, but. Um, we're we're closing on the show. We got about five minutes left. Uh, I'm just gonna like pass around quick. We're not really gonna have a lot of time to discuss. But uh, first team all rookie. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, Trey Young. Um, not as my first guard, uh, but as a guard. Uh, Shea Gilgis. Uh, forward. I'm gonna go Luca. Um, because I feel like you can move him 
to a guard or forward. So I moved him to forward so I could fit Trey Young in there. <laughs> and uh, uh, Jaron, uh, obviously, Jaron Jackson. Uh, and uh, center, I'm going to go uh, Aiton. Um, so that's my uh, first team uh, all-rookie NBA. Uh, Luke, who you got? Um, so, unfortunately, I had the same because, I mean, those are just being the best rookies. So, I'll go, I'll give you my, I also made a quick, uh, my second all-NBA team. Okay. And, uh, I'll, get, I'll give you that one real quick. So, I have Conley, DeRozan, Durant, LeBron, Anthony Davis. I almost put Gasol on the second all-NBA team, but Anthony Davis is having a really good year. Just better offensively, so that's a. Uh, I gave him the slight edge, but Gasol is definitely on one of the All NBA teams, the third one. But so that's my second since we had. I mean, right now it's still early for the rookies, but those are just the clear cut standouts right now. Yeah, no, I feel you. All right, uh, Joel, um, you're your whatever All NBA team you want to get. Oh, shit. Yep, he did. Uh, All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us here. (laughs) Shit. I probably should have noticed he had left uh, earlier. Uh, But anyway, good show. It was uh, a lot of fun discussing all of our various NBA topics, as it always is. And, uh, again, my favorite show of the year. Uh, Loved it. Loved the banter. Um, and, you know, love getting to uh, uh, make my list and my picks. Uh, super fun. Um, Luke, thanks, as always, for being a part of this. And, uh, you know, you're uh, fucking appreciated, and you're awesome. All right, man. Peace out, man. Have a good night. All right, bro. Take it easy. And if you want more of this podcast, just go subscribe to Geek Vibes Nation because that is where you will find us. Uh, We are on every streaming service that you could possibly want to find and you can find us there enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park